for today's podcast. We are going to continue with a really interesting conversation that we posted last week, and that was on our gain framework. So last week we talked to Susan Phelps, and this week we're talking to Lauren Hartmayer, and we're talking to Audra Lappe. You both are directors of neuroeducation. So first of all, welcome to the podcast to both of you. Thanks for having us. Yes. Okay. So last week when we talked to Susan, we kind of talked about the history of gain. We talked about how, how we developed it, the general purpose behind it, why this is uh, becoming so important, what Susan sees as the direction we're going with it and, and all the benefits. And we're so excited to share this. We've been talking to our community about it recently, but really with the two of you, I wanted to dive into what this looks like at the school level. So I know, Audrey, you're dealing more uh, supporting teachers of older students, both middle and high school. And then, Lauren, you are supporting more of our elementary teachers. So maybe let's start with our younger students. So in elementary schools, when you're providing support and members of the team are providing support to teachers, first of all, why? What What is happening? How are we helping our classroom teachers, which we know is going to ultimately help our students? So gain is many things. Um, a lot of what we focus on in ele our elementary settings is getting students online and ready to learn and helping them understand how to get themselves online and ready to learn. And so I'm going to ask you this question for somebody who doesn't know anything about this. When you say ready to learn for an elementary student, what are you talking about? We're really talking about priming the brain. So ensuring that students are self-regulated and calm enough to access their prefrontal cortex. And we actually teach the kids those words um, so that they start to understand this metacognition concept, which is thinking about their own thinking and understanding how they learn. So once they can... Which is fascinating because we're talking about elementary students. Right. But I mean, it really is an intentional approach to get them ready to absorb and to all this information and to soar, right? Right. And so we really start with the base level uh, with our kindergartners, helping them to understand first, what does this all mean? What does my brain do all throughout the day? And how can I help myself get online to be ready to learn. And then as the years progress, we start to build in more topics uh, for them to really understand things like organization as we're learning, things about how to even interact with our peers and how that affects our learning and our ability to communicate, collaborate, and be problem solvers. I mean, our ultimate goal is to make students stronger academically while they're here and then setting them up for future success as they move through the levels. And then eventually, once they leave us and move into whatever uh, their future is going to take them to. Yes, absolutely. And one thing that we also do within the framework is ensure that those academic pieces are strong, really making sure that the research is there for the curriculum and instruction that the EVSC is putting forward. And if you ever have a chance to talk to Wendy Wells, I'm sure she could tell you even more about those pieces. So, Audrey, You've heard Lauren talk about it at the elementary level. I know it looks different for middle school level and then even more different mm -hmm. for the high school level where we're kind of still planning for implementation. So talk to us about both, if you would. Yeah, sure. Uh, for middle school with the students, we're definitely um, building upon what's been taught to them from K grades K through fifth grade or K through sixth grade. Just continuing um, that. And yeah, continuing that up into um, middle school level to have an advisory type meeting. So rather than going over a self-reg mini lesson, to uh, build upon these different self-regulation concepts, we are having an advisory meeting time where students work together as a team to be collaborative and kind of work towards um, employability skills together. And then for high school, we're just not getting uh, to a place where we're trying to implement uh, different items within high school. So right now, we are um, having a GAIN student support specialist at all the high schools support with 
gain team meetings uh, that deal with tier one implementation at the leadership level. And then we're also having push it into those student support team meetings that high schools have with counselors, social workers, and principals to really just be a spot at the table to think about the whole child and offer supports and interventions. Let me ask you a couple of follow-up questions. Then. Uh-huh. First of all, I don't think I mentioned at the beginning, if you want more information about GAIN and if you want to reference some of the things we're talking about, you can go to the EVSC website at evscschools.com. So, and all of this information is on that site. You just talked about tier one. So mm-hmm. exactly what do you mean when you say tier one? Um, so just really any universal practices. You can have, you know, tier one practices school-wide and tier one practices within this, the classroom. And so um, at the high school level, we're really focusing on tier one school-wide of what best practices we can put in for every student to be able to have access to or for every certified staff to have access to. Because it, would it be fair to say this, I mean, gain this framework, we've been developing now for many years years and we've continued to make adjustments as necessary to continue to meet the needs of our students and of course our teachers who are working with our students. So that's why we started with our primary age students Mm -hmm. and now we're working our way up. Um, So talk to me about this. Both of you mentioned the word collaborative skills, skills with collaborating with other students. Lauren, you want to take a shot at that? Why, Why is that an important skill for students to learn, even at a young age. Yeah, absolutely. So as we know with any skill, it takes time to build a skill or to develop a skill. And so we really want to start with our youngest students in doing that and give them ample time to build skills like collaboration or communication because we know they're going to need that in the workforce. The way our workforce is going, it is not a plug-and-chug workforce. We have to think through things with other people in order to really be successful. And so we want to make sure our students have the ability to do that. And so when we help them think through how to work with others and how to regulate their own emotions, we're helping them step-by-step gain that skill. Am I right in saying, for some reason, I'm thinking of this more with older students, Mm -hmm. although I know it's benefited, too, with our work with younger students. But we've even worked closely with employers to find out the skill sets their future workers or their current workers need so that we can then go back and make sure that we're helping to develop those skills in our students, right? Right. Absolutely. And so um, we've really worked hard in the neuroeducation department to have a self-reg curriculum from K all the way up to eighth grade to be neurologically sensitive um, to uh, develop along with the brain. So when you say neurologically sensitive, I assume, Lauren, she's talking about to make sure we're working with students at the level they need to be at, like at an age-appropriate level? Is that what we're talking about? So not only age-appropriate, but building the skills. So in math, you first learn um, how to count and what number sense is, how much five is, right? How much three is. And then you start adding those numbers and then multiplying and dividing, right? And then go into deeper concepts. And so the self-write curriculum follows that same type of sequence where we're starting from the bottom and building up to the next skill. Um, So that's something different that we do here in the EVSC that's not available in other places so that um, students can really benefit to the highest uh, to their highest potential. Because really some of the skills we're talking about, it there could have been a point in time where in the field of education, we would have thought, what well, you either have that skill or you don't, right? But we're actually being very intentional to teach these type skills, like persistence, like grit, like determination. Absolutely. Um, helping students understand the growth mindset set concept. We're not just going to give up 
um, because we can't do something right the first time, but we can regulate our bodies, give it another try, and we're going to get better and better. And we know that through something called neuroplasticity, which is another big word that we teach our kids. And they know that that means our brain can change throughout time. And the more we practice something, the better we get at it. So really not only just giving them this big idea, right, but having the science to back that up, right, and helping kids understand that science in a way that they can understand it. I want to ask you, for both of your takes on this, when you think about developmentally, the the different ages of students. So um, one of the things we talked about with Susan last week was just helping students understand that they have to, to learn concepts that could be challenging. They have to keep pushing through. They have to develop that sense of persistence. They can't get frustrated and give up. And then Susan talked about how that was that same skill set, whether you're in school or whether you're in the workplace one day, it's that is going to pay great dividends. So for both of you at the different levels of students we're talking about, how do you how do you see that improving with the work we're doing with GAIN? Um, just really by allowing those opportunities um, for us to have time within the day to have that self-reg curriculum and those essential skills being taught to students is going to be um, really important and vital to happen. And then finding continuous skills practice throughout the day to make sure that we can have teachable moments where we can bring up when a student is dysregulated over something to remember, you know, their um, different refueling strategies they have or lean on some things that they've built within their own toolkit um, to really work on uh, developing those uh, self-regulation skills. What about how does that look with our youngest students? So with our youngest students, we even have places for them to get extra practice outside of that tier one or that um, classroom approach where everybody's kind of um, getting that same practice. Um, but sometimes we get more frustrated than other people at times because of um, something being a little bit more difficult for us in that moment, or maybe we had a bad day, right? And we can all probably relate that when we've had some things happen in the morning. Yeah, whether you're an adult or a student. Right. Then it's harder to kind of start that project or think through that work item or even collaborate with others. And so we do have self-regulation rooms within the elementary school where students can go to connect with a staff member and um, talk about what's going on and really be supported through that struggle and then get back into that work um, with some tools that they've discussed with that person. Because again, you just said it, the name of the game is to get refueled and get back in the mindset to learn and then return to that classroom as quickly as possible so you're not missing out on instruction. Absolutely. So uh, we really want to make sure that once a student comes to that self-reg room or is having a break in the classroom, that they are then scaffold back into learning, which might look like a teacher or staff member helping them back into that room and kickstarting that learning again, but making sure they get back on the track to learning. Well, and, you know, and I think one of the fascinating things, um, and I know you both are seeing this at the different levels you're working with, with our GAIN framework, is it continues to evolve. And we've made such progress. And as we talked with Susan about last week, this is something that we developed. This wasn't just some canned product that, that we went out and bought off the shelf, so to speak, and, and just sent that out for immediate implementation. So, I mean, Audrey, at your level, what do you see as... Um, something that as we continue to move forward, what excites you about that in terms of just the possibilities for students? Gosh, there I feel like there's so many possibilities, but just thinking about all the students who have been exposed to the self-regulation curriculum and have had opportunities to practice developing their own self-regulation skills, 
just the students, you know, who will eventually move up to to high school and have um, more enriching conversations with uh, staff, being able to regulate themselves um, easier than they have before in the past. And really just having that understanding as a person that this is what my brain's doing when I am stressed and this is how I'm, it's impacting me, um, it, impacting my ability to work, impacting my ability to learn, impacting my ability to communicate with others. Um, I think as a community member, that's an important skill to have, whether you're at work, whether you're at home or anywhere else in our community. Um, really, if all of our students can leave with that knowledge, uh, what a stronger community we will have. So before we wrap up, I'm interested, Lauren, and I'm going to ask you this because we've been implementing this for a longer period of time in our elementary schools. What is the difference you have observed throughout our implementation of GAIN in terms of the supports being provided to teachers then for students? Just what have you observed as this has evolved? Yeah, that's a great question. So I definitely see a difference in interactions uh, with students and teachers. I see a different uh, difference in conversation uh, between teachers and teachers or teachers and principals. Um, I see um, a lot of people saying, oh, my gosh, I, could, I don't know what I would do without my staff person that runs the self-regulation room, which we call our GSS staff. Um, that then helps me think through what I can do in my classroom as well, right? Well, with that then, Lauren, I, I know one thing interesting you and I had talked about earlier was um, your interactions with teachers through the things you're doing outside of the EBSC who haven't had the fortune of having this exposure to the GAIN framework. Yeah, so it's been really interesting. A lot of districts will reach out to come to EVSC um, and see what we're doing with GAIN. Um, I've also interacted with several other districts uh, through different things that I have an opportunity to do uh, within um, within the state of Indiana. And um, the conversations are different. Um, they often ask, how do we get what you guys have? Um, that kind of a thing. So uh, it definitely um, is something special and something um, that we can see helping students throughout a lifetime. Because really, this is, I think that's something we need to continue to stress. This isn't an add-on. This really is ingrained with the learning taking place with teaching and instruction and learning, correct? Yes, it's all about how the brain works, how it takes in new knowledge, is able to form new skills, um, and really how we work and interact with one another. So it's really about the brain and um, how we can improve the education of our students by knowing about those practices and understanding that science. And then, Audrey, I want to wrap up our conversation with you because I know, again, it looks a little different with our older students and as we've been on the schedule of implementation. So what are you looking forward to as we continue to move um, through the years with GAIN implementation with our older students? Um, really just being able to make connections for um, staff, teachers, administrators on the academic piece within GAIN and how that's all infused together uh, to really support students to their fullest potential. Okay. And what about with our younger students? What are you looking forward to as well, Lauren? Um, I look forward to them entering middle school and high school with the skills that many don't enter middle school and high school with, right? Being equipped to deal with challenges, both academic, social, emotional challenges, and having people to reach out for or reach out to um, and knowing they have people to reach out to that can help guide them through those challenges. 
Okay, perfect. Well, we're going to wrap up our conversation there. Again, just want to remind anyone who's watching or listening to this that you can go to ebscschools.com. We've got lots of information on gain. We even put together a, a book recently. You can flip through the book, but beyond that, there's a lot of information posted because we really are excited about this work. We want to continue to share, and as we have more information, we'll be placing it there as well. So Audrey Lappy and Lauren Hartmayer, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Thanks so much. Thank you.